I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Well, we're talking today about heavy metals. Now, not the bands, because Garrett was just laughing about that when we sent out a, a notification that we couldn't put, you know, live now, heavy metal. Uh, but heavy metals, chemicals that get into your body that can cause some real serious health issues. Heavy metal poisoning is an accumulation of heavy medical metals in toxic amounts. Now, a little bit here and there, probably not going to be a big problem. If you're behind a car and you smell exhaust, there's probably some lead and some mercury in there. Uh, but you're, you're going to be okay with that. But when you have long-term exposure or a lot short-term, that's when you start having problems. It builds up in what's called the soft tissues in the body. It can also build up in the hard tissues. Hard tissue is bone. So you can build up heavy metals in soft tissue and hard tissue. One of the dangers of eating animal products is these heavy metals can be stored in the meat and or the bone. And I know there's a big craze that kind of came and went, I hope, on drinking bone broth. Well, I'm not a big fan of this because even if the animals are organic, that's where we store a lot of toxic chemicals. So if you boil the bone, chances are you're releasing these heavy metals. So if you're going to do bone broth, I don't think you should, but if you do, I wanna make sure that it's certified heavy metal free. Now, I don't know if anyone does that, because I don't know if you can do that, to be honest with you. I don't know that answer, but one of the things, I'm another reason I'm not a fan of, of bone broth. Symptoms and physical findings associated with heavy metal poisoning vary depending on the amount and the metal. So I'm gonna go through a few common metals and some symptoms, and maybe you're having some of these symptoms, you've been to other doctors, you can't figure out what it is, you might wanna consider getting tested for heavy metals. In our office, we do a hair analysis. It's real simple to do. Uh, we just cut some hair off the body, anywhere in the body, actually. And we get a certain amount. We send it into the lab. We test it for heavy metals. So uh, we can do a heavy metal test for you is the bottom line. So people, when I talk about this stuff, well, how do I find out if I have it? We can do a heavy metal test for you and then talk about what to do about it. Uh, heavy metals such as zinc, copper, chromium, iron, uh, manganese, they're essential for body function in small amounts. When you put a lot of amount in, that's when you have the problems. But these metals accumulate in concentrations and they can cause actually poisoning if it's enough. And in humans, lead, mercury, arsenic, and cadmium really have no purpose in the body, but many times we find that we do the heavy metal, uh, hair analysis. And I see that all the time we do our hair analysis on our patients. And then we gotta find out where it came from. Can we stop you from being exposed to that? And what can we do to detoxify it out of the system? And there are things we can do, which is kind of cool. Uh, heavy metal poisoning may occur, uh, result of industrial exposure, air pollution, water pollution, food, medicine, improperly f uh, coated food containers. Okay, we've got these uh, nonstick uh, uh, pots. And if you start seeing scratches in there, that's not good. Now you shouldn't use the nonstick ones anyway, um, but if you do, uh, you, you, you don't want to use the ones that scratch pretty easily because that can give you those chemicals that get into, into the body and, and that's not, not good. Uh, heavy metal poisoning may occur, uh, uh, e even the ingestion of lead-based paints. Now, houses after, uh, that were painted before a certain year, uh, chances are the, lead, the paint was lead-based and you're going to have to get somebody to come in and remediate that. They actually come in with hazmat suits and they scrape everything out. 
not a good thing. Now, it was a big issue earlier on. A lot of these things have been remediated over time. When I was a kid, I remember heavy metal poison. I grew up in Hoboken, New Jersey, in apartments. And, you know, we were always yelled at, you know, don't eat the paint chips. I know that sounds silly, but as a kid, um, these older apartments, the paint would start peeling and it would be a problem. Uh, okay, got it. Garrett got to give me tips here every now and then. Uh, symptoms of heavy metal poisoning vary according to the amount and the exposure. So arsenic poisoning, arsenic is, arsenic is often manufactured and used in pesticides. So if you're at a, in an industrial area, even if you spray pesticides around your house, it can be an issue. Gas from arsenic is also uh, used in industrial uses. So the ga arsenic gas can be a toxic poison as well. Overexposure can cause things like headaches, drowsiness, confusion, uh, seizures, life-threatening complications like neurological uh, issues, brain damage, encephalopathy where the brain can actually uh, malfunction and sometimes swell, nerve disease to the extremities, peripheral neuropathy. As a chiropractor, patients come to us a lot with radiating pain into their arms and legs. So first thing we think of is, is it a pinched nerve? As chiropractors, we always think pinched nerve first because that's most common, uh, the, the most common cause of neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches. So chiropractic care when it comes to pain is the most effective, least expensive treatment. So we can do chiropractic work with a patient. And if we don't start seeing a lot of results, then we might want to consider things like diabetes. Diabetes can cause peripheral neuropathy as well. And that's numbness or tingling or pain in the extremities. If that's not it, then we might want to say, listen, you're not getting the results you want. Let's look into heavy metal toxicity and do a hair analysis. Now we can do it right away, but what we try to do is, is do the most effective, least expensive treatments from the start. We don't want to have you come in and we, we run up this multiple thousand dollar bill and say, okay, guess what? That's not it. So we try to work it, you know, logically work through these things. Uh, you can have hemorrhaging in the white matter of the brain, loss or, or deficiency of fatty coverings, which is the myelin sheath. And the myelin sheath is like a, an electric cord, has a plastic around it. The nerves have this myelin sheath around it. If there's ar arsenic toxicity, it can eat away at that nerve uh, covering, and that could be some real serious issue. Skin problems could be white bands on the fingernails, excessive accumulation of fluid in the soft tissues, which causes edema or swelling, gastrointestinal symptoms, flu-like symptoms, uh, gastritis, vomiting, abdominal pain, fever, diarrhea, uh, and in some cases could even be bloody stool or vo bloody vomiting. Other symptoms include breakdown of hemoglobin, hemoglobin in, the, in the red blood cells. That would lead to a low level of iron, anemia, low blood pressure. So once again, a lot of these things are not going to be caused by arsenic toxicity. But when we've ruled out other things, then we have to start looking at it. Even a garlic-like odor can be detectable on the breath. That could be arsenic toxicity. Now you're thinking to yourself, well, I know a lot of people with garlic breath. Well, if somebody has, we suspect uh, uh, arsenic toxicity, I'll say, listen, no garlic, no onions, uh, no leeks uh, for a while. Let's give it a shot. And shallots can give you that breath too. And let's go a week without it. And let's see if that garlic odor still, still is there. And then we start thinking heavy metal toxicity. So as doctors, what we're trying to do is we're always trying to find out what it is. We're all investigators. And that's why so many patients come to our offices and say, well, Dr. Joe, I've been to this neurologist, neuro neurosurgeon, orthopedic surgeon, uh, um, uh, neurosurgeon, and we can't figure out what the problem is. Then we start digging a little deeper. We check for pinched nerves. We check for heavy metal toxicity. We look at your diet. Diet's a key player here. So if you're somebody who works in a mechanic shop and you're having all these symptoms and nobody can figure it out, well, maybe now we have uh, heavy metal toxicity from inhaling toxic chemicals there. So uh, arsenic accumulates in the liver, the spleen, the kidneys, the lungs, and the gastrointestinal tract. 
it, when it passes through these sites, it leaves the, re the residue in things like the skin, the hair and the nails. That's why we can do a hair analysis because it's already been uh, toxic levels in the body and now it's coming out through the hair. Uh, symptoms, burning in the mouth can be an issue. Abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, low blood pressure, uh, kidney issues. It can actually cause kidney damage, bleeding in the intestine, jaundice because it affects the liver. So when again, heavy metal toxicity is very tricky to find, but my doctors are trained pretty well to do this. <coughs> Excuse me. Cadmium poisoning. Cadmium is used in electroplating, storage batteries, uh, vapor lamps, and even in solders. I remember being a kid, my father would solder a lot of things. And my father was a real handyman, so we did a lot of uh, soldering of pipes. We lived in these old houses. And so I used to like the smell, actually. But looking back now, heavy metal. Now, again, a little bit here and there wasn't going to kill me. And I've had my hair analysis done. I don't have any heavy metal toxicity. Overexposure to cadmium can lead to things like fatigue, nausea, headaches, vomiting, abdominal cramps, fever. Sounds a lot like arsenic. So heavy metal toxicity can be tough to find out. That's why you do the hair analysis. Uh, difficulty breathing, rapid heart rate, low levels of iron in the blood, bluish discoloration in the skin. Uh, mucous membranes uh, can turn blue due to insufficient oxygen uh, uh, flow. Impaired sense of smell. Now I know with COVID-19, one of the symptoms was a loss of taste and smell. That comes on quickly. If you have chronic, lo uh, chronic uh, loss of taste and smell, then we start thinking maybe it's heavy metal toxicity. Maybe it's pinched nerve. Maybe it's damage to the nervous system. So when you deal with the nervous system, it's a very complicated system. And that's why I wanna make sure that you have access to doctors that understand those intricacies. Some doctors, maybe will just give you a shot for pain. Well, that's great, but was that the cause? Some doctors might say, well, you're anemic, let's give you some iron. And many times they'll give you iron that is uh, constipating. And so now you have constipation, which causes other problems. So instead of just treating the symptoms, what my doctors and I try to do is we try to get to the cause. And that's why we work so closely with other doctors so we can work together as a team to try to get you well. So we have neurosurgeons and orthopedic surgeons and vascular surgeons, we've got them on speed dial on our cell phones so that if we have an issue, we can call them up and say, hey, listen, I'm not sure what this is. What would you do in this case? And I can't tell you how many doctors call us on a regular basis. Hey, Dr. Joe, we've got this case here. I'm not sure what to do with it. What would you do in this case? So it's nice to take the, the expertise of many different professions and put it together so that you have a source of information. A lot of people don't know where to go. And a lot of people end up in our offices because they're confused. Dr. Joe, I don't know what else to do. I've tried this, 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 and this. And then we sit down and we start doing an analysis. Then we usually get some pretty good results, which is kind of cool. Individual cadmium poisoning may also experiencing um, issues in the kidneys. And so people come in with kidney failure. And I see a lot of kidney failures. I can't tell you how many kidney failures I see recently. I've been in practice 37 years. So years ago, hardly ever saw patients with kidney failure. Now we might see three, four patients with kidney failure a month, a week, I'm sorry, which is surprising for a chiropractic office. The kidney failure patients end up in our office. But a lot of people listen to our shows, our radio and television shows, our podcasts, and they get confused. And they say, all right, Dr. Joe, you seem to be able to do an analysis we're going to end up in your office. And we, we chiropractic care, you may have a pinched nerve going to the kidney. Uh, you might have a bad diet, high protein diet, heavy metal toxicity. And so we try to analyze what we're doing here and see what we can do. Now, we can't help everybody. I can't tell you we're miracle workers, but I can tell you we get some really good results in cases that nobody else knows what to do with. Uh, chromium, manufactures in glass, uh, in cars, pottery, and linoleum. Uh, exposure to too much chromium can cause lung and respiratory tract problems as well as what? Kidney damage again. So the kidney problems, a big issue here. Overexposure to chromium can cause gastrointestinal symptoms, vomiting, blood in the stools, diarrhea. Gee, sounds familiar, right? 
Symptoms can lead to severe electrolyte imbalances that can encode mild acidity in the blood and tissue acidosis. And if you've listened to our shows in the past, we talk about the alkaline acid balance. And it's so important that your body stays slightly alkaline. When your body becomes slightly acidic, that sets up a perfect environment for a lot of diseases, including things like osteoporosis. So if your body is too acidic, what happens is uh, the body needs calcium to neutralize that acid. So the body will take calcium out of the bones, send it into the blood or into the urine, and flush these toxins out of the system, and that's when we start becoming slightly acidic. So if you want to test your acidity, it's real simple. You can go online and get what we call pH strips. pH refers to hydrogen levels. Get a pH strip. You can take your first morning urine. So what you do is you urinate a little bit to flush out the urethra, and then you have this little strip, it's about the size of your finger, wave it through your urine stream, and you, it'll, it'll have a color code on it. You wanna be about 6.5 to 7.0. That's perfect. If you're 6.5 or below, you're slightly acidic. And again, it's not gonna tell us what's causing the acidity, but then we can do an analysis. Is it your diet? Is it heavy metal toxicity? Is it, uh, you're dehydrated? And so we try to figure out where the acidity is coming from and then get you back up to 6.5 to 7.0, which is where you want to be. So those strips are real cheap. You can get them online and you can test your own acidity levels, which is really kind of cool. And you, many people are surprised when they see that. And a lot of people with chronic diseases, cancer, uh, diabetes, osteoporosis, uh, they'll do their urine analysis. We'll test them. Then we get them on a good diet. We get them eating fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. We get them on supplements, things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, very alkalizing to the system. And then we have monitor their pH. And in many cases, you see amazing results. So again, if you find it, finding out the cause is really the key. Because once you know the cause, it's a lot easier to fix. Otherwise, we're just kind of guessing with a lot of things. Uh, so we talked about liver, kidneys, uh, heart issues. That's chromium toxicity. Cobalt is used in uh, jet engines. Again, not a lot of people come in with cobalt toxicity. But vomiting, loss of appetite, ringing in the ears, nerve damage. The common one that we see a lot of is lead. Lead and mercury. So we're going to cover that right now. Lead production. Uh, uh, battery plant workers, welders, solderers, overexposure to lead uh, if improper precautions are not taken. And again, years ago, we didn't know it was an issue. I remember helping my father solder pipes. And I remember there was soldering kits you could even buy for kids. Just what you want to give, kid metal and a hot, uh, a hot instrument and give it to an eight-year-old and say, here, go solder something. We didn't realize that those fumes that were coming off were toxic. Now we do. Lead is stored in the bone and that can affect any organ in the system. Now, we talked about that with bone broth or using bones in soups. When I was a kid, uh, my German grandparents made a lot of soups. We were very poor. And you'd always go to the butcher and try to get, they'd give you the bones because they'd sell the meat and they'd give away the bones. Now they sell the bones. And they'd give you the bones. And I remember making pea soup with ham, uh, beef broth, and you'd boil the bones up and eat the marrow out. Now, we realize that may not have been the best idea because things like lead can build up in the bones. Now, Many decades ago, we didn't have as much heavy metal exposure as we have now. So it wasn't as big an issue. But right now, if you're thinking about doing these things, may not be a good choice. Is in, this the same lead that's in pencils or is that different? That's graphite. So it's similar. Yeah. Uh, and, and it'll give you the same thing. You shouldn't be eating pencils either. Um, yeah. But the, the lead toxicity with seeing these heavy metals, it can be an issue. And again, as a kid, I remember I used to bite my fingernails to the, to the, I mean, until they bled every day. Um, but I'd also chew on my pencils. And the paint, of course, the paint probably had lead in it then. I don't know that. But also you're chewing on the lead as well. So not a good idea. In children, symptoms may vary. Uh, you may not notice some of the symptoms. Again, a little bit of exposure, not that big a deal, but a long-term can be an issue. 
Symptoms over a three to six week period now start to become more obvious. Lead exposure can cause children to be less playful, clumsier, irritable, sluggish. In many cases, symptoms like headaches, vomiting, abdominal pain, uh, lack of appetite, constipation, slurred speech, kidney function, uh, high amounts of protein in the blood. All this can happen from lead toxicity and lead toxicity years ago was more common, but it's still an issue. And once again, you got your kid, he's tired, he's sluggish, he's not paying attention. All right, it must be ADD. We test for ADD, well, maybe that's not it. Then we start doing some hair analysis on the children and we go, oh, found it. And now we got to detoxify those heavy metals. So what do you recommend for people who still live in the houses that have, or apartments that still have lead-based paint? Well, if you're living in an apartment, you don't want to live there. Okay, and I, I think I got the, was it 1976? I'm not sure, maybe you could look that up for me. The year that uh, lead paint was stopped being used. So if it's an apartment that hasn't been painted since then or a house, you actually have to have somebody come in and do remediation. And they've got to come in. 1978. Ah, I was you close. You were so close. 1978. So if something was painted before 1978, there's a good chance that there's lead toxicity there. Now again, these are older houses. A lot of houses have been remodeled since then. But even if you're doing remodeling, you may think, oh, I'm going to get in a house flipping business. Trust me, folks, that's not easy. It could be a house flipping business. And you can go to a seminar for $500. They'll tell you how to make a, a fortune. And so many people go broke doing that. You got to know what you're doing. You have to have money. Um, and the problem is that the, a lot of these TV shows came up, you know, you know, f- f- uh, you know, re- re- reflip this house or whatever it is. And they make it look so easy. You go in, you have your crew come in, they clean it up, you sell it for a $50,000 profit. Oh my God, that was so easy. It's not like that. If you start getting into old houses, you start looking at uh, damage to the uh, foundation. Um, the house is sinking. I re- years ago, I did this for a while. That's why I know about this. And I remember buying a house one time, really inexpensive in an in a, in a up-and-coming neighborhood, a neighborhood that was just being gentrified. And we went in there and we looked at it and we said, well, the floor's a little crooked. Let's get an engineer in here. Engineer came in and said, it's a teardown. You have to knock this house down. There's nothing you can do to rehab it. So we lost a fortune in that one thinking, oh, we got a great house at a great deal. No. Now, there are some times you do make some money in it, but again, I'm, I'm going off course here. But again, anything before 1978, you want to be careful with that. And if you're doing remediation, you're going to get those chemicals in your body. So then, like, for those ones, they probably just painted over the lead. Yes. So that when you're remodeling it, you have to have the hazmat suit. Exactly right. Yeah, you try to, you know, jimmy-rig it, so to speak, and let me see what I can do to jimmy-rig it. But then when you go to scrape it down, Sierra's absolutely right. That's a big issue. So neurological issues can include impaired uh, uh, voluntary movements. We call that ataxia, brain damage, seizures, convulsions, swelling of the optic nerve, uh, impaired consciousness. You may like be fading in and out. You're thinking, okay, this person's drunk, they're stoned. It could actually be heavy metal toxicity. Uh, And adults overexposure to lead can cause high blood pressure and damage reproductive organs. Years ago, we hardly ever had patients come to us with issues about making babies. And then about 10, 15 years ago, we started seeing a lot of that. Men and women unable to get pregnant. And actually, a cottage industry has popped up around uh, helping people get pregnant. In vitro fertilization and uh, having uh, uh, p- people help out with that, men and women. And uh, so the surrogate business actually became a business. And a lot of this has to do, I believe, my opinion, with toxicity of the environment, with heavy metals, uh, food, diet, of course, is a big player, so many estrogen chemicals that are put into foods, and this lowers your testosterone levels. And so there's a lot of things that have come into play in the past several years, making it a lot harder to make babies. And I don't know if that's good or bad, uh, but it's a sign that there's something wrong. 
And I always teach that if, if somebody has a problem in, in, in the romantic department, that could be a sign of issues. For men, if it's a performance issue with men, you gotta look at cardiovascular disease, heart, hardening of the arteries. With women, could be hormone imbalances, could be that they're not digesting their food properly. Had a patient come in the other day and she's only been married a few years and I was talking about a pinched nerve in the low back. And I said, this can cause neck pain, back pain, uh, back pain, leg pain, hip pain, and knee pain. And she goes, oh yeah, that's me. And I said, it's also the nerve to the colon, sex organs, and bladder. So you might see gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, sexual malfunction. And she sat up on my adjusting table and said, oh my God, I hurt my back. And right around that time, I've lost interest in, in my husband. And she said, I'm really concerned about that. And I don't know why. It's, he's a great guy. And I don't know what this came about. So I explained the nerve connection. And she said, that makes sense. So it could be pinched nerves affecting the organs, could be uh, dietary, could be heavy metals. So that's why we have to look at as many different angles as we can to try to get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. So again, with lead exposure, I, I've, I see some of that uh, mercury I see a lot of. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, kidney disease, you might even see something called wrist drop where you can't lift your wrist up. Again, it's neurological issues, hostility, depression, anxiety, and some of these things can even be life-threatening. So you may be in a relationship, again, not necessarily a boy-girl relationship, but a family relationship, a work relationship, and the person is, they just seem toxic. Why are they angry? Why are they depressed? It could be heavy metal issues. And so it's something we can test very simply with a hair analysis, and we do that in our offices. All right, let's talk about mercury toxicity. Mercury is used by dental assistants and hygienists. Uh, we see this a lot. I think it's dentists have the highest rate of suicide among all professions, or close to it, anyway. Um, and a lot of that is, is hypothesized that because they're exposed to mercury. Now, if I had mercury, when I was a kid, we used to play with mercury. And it was in uh, thermostats and, or thermometers. We'd break it open and we'd play with the mercury, we'd roll it around in our hands, and it was fun to play. Um, and in fact, Shakespeare used the term mercurial. And the term mercurial means somebody is really hard to pin down. There, and, and so they even, in, I think it was in Romeo and Juliet, one of the uh, characters was Mercurium, I think was his name. Sierra, you, you, you're not, not, not hip on your I Shakespeare? I do not remember that, all that Shakespeare. Do you remember, Garrett? Um, I remember a lot from Shakespeare, but I don't remember the name Mercurium. Okay. But I do remember him using the term Mercurial. Mercurial, yeah. But one of the characters' names actually meant because he was very volatile. His personality was very volatile. And so... Um, so mercury was, is volatile. If you play with it, you roll around. And we used to play with it all the time and it fall on the floor, you try to pick it up, you couldn't catch it. Uh, I digress here. But now we find out, a <laughs> you know, little, little literature lesson here. Um, now we find out that mer mercury is very toxic. And if I were to take that same mercury and break a thermometer in my office or at my house, technically I should call in a hazmat team and we should shut down the whole building until they picked up the mercury and tested for mercury toxicity. That's how dangerous mercury is. And yet, we can still put it in teeth. Now, a lot of dentists don't use that anymore. I'm not even sure if it's used at all anymore. But it, it's the, it, if they take out the mercury, if it's delivered, it's delivered in a hazmat uh, box. So mercury is a very toxic chemical. It can affect the lungs, the brain, the kidneys, the skin. Symptoms of mercury poisoning include fatigue, depression, sluggishness, irritability, and headaches. Now, it, So what do you recommend for the people who have probably a mouthful of these mercury fillings. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. If you're going to have your mercury fillings removed, I recommend you find what's called a biological dentist. Because I had, I had mercury in my teeth as well, and I went to a biological dentist, and I had them taken out a little bit at a time. Because if they're not, they're going to crack. All fillings crack. And the mercury can leak heavy mercury gases into the body. And you can get very sick from that. And I've had patients come in, and they've done all these doctors. They don't know what it is. 
And then I'll say, listen, I'm going to refer you out to a biological dentist. I don't do this, of course. And they had the mercury fillings removed. Then we put them on a mercury detox diet and we checked their hair analysis. And as time went on, you can see the mercury getting less and less and less in the body. So some people may argue that the dental fillings are safe. Why take that chance? If you have heavy metal, if you have mercury fillings, I would recommend personally, you have them removed by somebody who knows what they're doing. So if you just start drilling in there, all that mercury vapor can be released at once. And that can be really dangerous for you. So just be careful with that. Minimum supplements to keep the body healthy. Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. If you have neck pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, come see us. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Normally, our first visit is $375. We've put together the first visit now for $149. Same visit, exam, x-rays, consultation, first treatment, going over your x-rays, nutritional analysis. We're doing that because we want to help you and we want to stimulate your health. So I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Our website drjoe.com. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.